You are listening to the Mother Good Podcast, episode number 33. I'm your host, Emily Carney. We at Mother Good believe that there's no way to be a perfect mom, but many ways to be a good one. Our content is judgment-free within the context of evidence-based research. Welcome to another episode of the Mother Good Podcast. Today's guest is Monica Aberly, and I really love her story so much because it is so inspirational and also because it's encouraging for other moms out there who find themselves in maybe a similar situation as she was in. I know that every woman dreams of starting a family with a man that she loves, but that's not always a story for all women. Sometimes unplanned pregnancies happen, and I know it can be a source of shame for some women, but I really wanted to highlight unexpected pregnancies again as we have in the past because it really shows a diverse side of motherhood that is just as beautiful as the traditional way. I don't want to give too many details away of Monica's story because that's the interesting part of this episode is the twists and turns and the beautiful motherhood journey that Monica went through and then also at the same time an unexpected love story. Please feel free to share this episode with any women that you know who may be going through similar circumstances as Monica. And if you don't know anyone, I know you'll still really enjoy this episode because it truly is such a beautiful motherhood and love story. So without further ado, here is my amazing conversation with Monica. Hi, Monica. Welcome to the show. Hi. Hi, Emily. It's so nice to be here. Thank you for having me. Of course. Well, could you tell us about yourself before we jump into your story? Yeah, sure. So I am a mom of three. I have a seven-year-old and a three-year-old girl and now a four-week-old little baby boy. Um, Yeah, and we live just outside of uh, Dallas, Texas. And I'm also the co-founder of a motherhood website called everydaymamas.com. Great. And what milestones have happened in your life to get you where you are today? Um, Well, okay. So at this point in my life, I'm I'm only 29 years old. But um, seven years ago, I became a mom unexpectedly um, at the age of 21. And I was a college student. So for a couple of years, I was a single mom and a college student. um, But I graduated in 2012 with a political science degree. And um, after that, I started teaching history. at a Catholic school in the town where I grew up. And um, I married my husband a year after college, um, started teaching American history online for high school students when we moved down to Texas. And so, yeah, I taught for a total of five years. um, And then just last year decided to kind of take a pause on the teaching and focus on building up our website that we co-founded in 2018. And then, um, yeah, so now I'm doing a lot of writing and editing and, um, yeah, so that's that's kind of my my uh, life right now. In addition to being a stay at home mom, I love your site, Everyday Mamas. I know that uh, Mother Good started around the same time that you started Everyday Mamas, and your guys's mission is so great. So anyone listening should go check them out too. Uh, and I really wanted to have you on the show because I recently saw this hashtag. I think was if correct me if I'm mistaken that you started it. It was what is it Friday Love Story? Was that the the hashtag oh yes okay so no so actually Stephanie Weiner I follow her and she is um a mom of five and she she had this idea but I uh, something about it that day I was like oh oh my gosh I 
I'm never really sure my my love story, and it sounded like a fun opportunity. So I jumped on that bandwagon. So many, so many um, other women did too, and I thought it was really cool. So yeah, so that's where how I first saw your love story, and I had no idea. I mean, I know that I've followed you and your group Everyday Mamas for a while, but when I saw your story, I just thought it was so wonderful to share also for other moms and women who might be in a similar circumstance as you. So I would love for you to just tell your story and explain how your journey as a mom happened and your love story too, since your journey as a mom and your love story are so intertwined. Yes, definitely. I'm happy to. Okay. So um, yeah, like I said, I became a mom at the age of 21. So um, very unexpectedly, I found out I was pregnant during my um, junior year of college. So at the time I was 20 years old and I was an honor student on a full tuition scholarship at um, a small Catholic school out in North Carolina. So about 14 hours away from home. So pretty far. It was like a whole new journey for me. Um, but I was also like the oldest of four kids raised in a very traditional Catholic family. Um, but, you know, other than that, in college, I was just like your typical type A sort of person, very much like a go-getter. I like to meet people and be involved in a lot of things. So um, I ran track and cross country and just wanted to try to do it all, do as much as I possibly could in college. Um, and then um, I was also in this relationship on and off um, with a boyfriend that I was involved in at the time. And um we just really had very different views on life, but I was attracted to his like very free spirit and mentality and the humor. And I was in a very different place in my life where um, I was dating for the wrong reasons entirely. I just wanted to have fun and I liked going on dates and I didn't want anything serious. Um, for me, dating was just not something I was taking seriously at the time at all. So uh, looking back, that, that definitely wasn't the right attitude to have. But um, just that's where I was at in my life. I had no plans to be getting married anytime. So, I mean, 10 years was like my, my, my plan. I was like, well, when I'm in my late 30s or something, like that sounds great. I can have kids then <laughs> or whatever. So um, that was the plan, you know. And I just say that because I cannot tell you how far motherhood was from down on my list when I found out I was pregnant. So it was very... Uh, like stressful and overwhelming to say the least, as most people in, in an un unplanned pregnancy would say that they're, they're definitely in no way ready for it, wh wherever they're at in their life. Right. Um, but the month that I found out, um, that I was pregnant was October of 2011. And it was the same month that had, my grandfather had died and my dog had died. I mean, it was just a terrible, terrible, <laughs> hard month for me. So, um, just to say the least, at least. And a couple weeks um, prior, I had just broken off things with my boyfriend yet again, and he had started seeing someone else. So it started to become like a very tricky situation. Here I was pregnant. We're both trying to like just move on with our lives and kind of just, you know, this was just not ideal timing at all. And um, yeah, so I, I was very much devastated when I first found out, and I didn't really see how like life was going to pan out, like how I could keep going to college, how I was going to like maybe raise my baby, be a mom, like how I was going to even figure it out. Um, but after the first few initial weeks of shock kind of wore off and I had 
told my mom on the phone that very same day because I just needed to to know that I was going to be okay. And she was the only person that even though even though she was very upset at first and angry and like kind of, you know, like, but like, how did this happen? You know, uh, rightfully so. But she also was my biggest supporter. And she, um, at the end of that phone call, when I told her, I, she, she's like, you know what, you're going to be okay. We're going to figure this out. And it was so reassuring to me, even though, you know, I was still very much in shock and worked up and overwhelmed. So we kind of, with my parents' help, I helped me figure out like a new plan. Okay. Like, how I can finish school, how am I going to do it? You know, they were that encouragement for me to, to keep moving forward. So, um, I decided since I was going to school so far away from family support that I would transfer to a school that had some family nearby so that I could kind of, you know, if I needed help with my baby, um, with watching my son, then I could have that. Um, so yeah, so I, I applied for a couple schools that were, um, in the Midwest. And I got into a school out in South Dakota State University where my dad had gone gone to school and my grandma still lived there um, and my aunt. So I had some help in that area and all my classes transferred. So it's kind of just seemed like it was like meant to be that, that next place. And it worked out really well for me. Um, there was a, a daycare very close by that I would take my son to um, while I was in classes. And I lived in an apartment with a, an acquaintance, a girlfriend of mine that I had met. Um, but yeah, so I finished senior year as a single mom, um, had my baby in the middle, in the June of, in between junior and senior year. Um, and he was six weeks old when I started school. So he was just a little teeny tiny baby. But um, yeah, so that was like, that's like my overall basic background as a, <laughs> my college life background. Um, but then I, during in the middle of all this, you asked about like my love story, Dan is my husband. Yeah. And so um, shock, <laughs> I can't even explain it. It was shocking to me that this happened the way it did because I could have never foreseen it panning out the way it did, I guess. Um, I had met Dan at my old school. And he was my lab partner. Um, that junior year, that first semester junior year, I was taking some science courses, I needed a lab partner for one of my lab classes. And I remember not really knowing anyone in the class, I had, you know, seen him on campus, from a distance, kind of recognized his face, but I didn't know any else in this class. And within 30 seconds, everyone's all paired up. And I'm like, okay, I, I am going to go ask him if he'll be my lab partner. I don't want to get stuck with somebody that's like, doesn't know what they're talking about. And he looks like he's kind of smart. So let's, let's just go walk over to him and approach him. So I go, Hey, so do you want to be my lab partner? And he of course is like, sure. Yeah, that sounds great. Um, so that's kind of how it started. We just became friends through my lab class and, um, he was dating someone else at the time and I was still in this on off relationship, but, um, yeah, so we were just friends that whole semester as lab partners, but we never hung outside of class, hung out together or anything. Um, and then when I found out that I was pregnant midway through that semester and looked into college transfers um, and stuff, I didn't really tell other people that I was pregnant except for a few close friends. And um, so I just kept it very private. I didn't really want to just tell the whole world. So he didn't know. Um, and I remember the day before. I left finals. I finished my finals and was going to go home. 
And he texted me and asked if I would go out for coffee with him. And I remember thinking to myself, like, okay, what's the point? You know, I, I'm leaving school. I'm never going to see him again. You know, why even invest this time? I'm just like, what's, what's the point? So I almost said no. Um, but for some reason, I just decided, you know what? Sure. Why not? Like, let's, let's just go out for coffee. Sounds good. And we end up staying way longer than I planned. I, we stayed like three hours at this little coffee shop at the end of December. It was like cold outside and just really a cozy little spot. So we ended up staying and talking for a long time because we just had a lot that we had in common. So, um, that was kind of our first initial, like, I guess, date you would say. And, um, then I left, you know, I left school and I was like, okay, I'm never going to see him again. That like, that was nice, but okay, time to move on. I have, I have a lot to deal with right now. So, you know, so uh, yeah. So I figured our friendship would just probably fizzle out. And, um, and honestly, the last thing I cared about was getting into another relationship. So I really was just looking for maybe just friendship at most for quite some time. Um, so yeah, I transferred and he would call me every few weeks to check in and uh, just say, Hey, like, how are things going? And, um, that was nice. I was like, okay, like, that's great. Like he can call every once in a while, but I'm never, you know, going to tell him I'm pregnant because what, what's he going to think of me? You know, I didn't, just didn't want to have this awkward conversation. Um, and I, I knew that he was like a really good guy. And I was like, you know, I, I'm sure he'll like, assume things about me or whatever. And I just didn't want to tell him myself, you know? So by March of that junior year, I, I started making this plan, like, cause he had been calling every, every few weeks regularly enough that I was kind of getting the hint that he was interested. And I said, okay, I'm going to just delay returning his calls or cut them short. So that was just my plan. And right when I had made that plan, he called within the next day or so I return his call and he, he, he says something that completely catches me off guard. He just says, Hey, so I heard the other day from a friend, the reason that you transferred. And I just want you to know, I am so proud of you and you're doing the right thing. And you're really just really brave for doing this. And I just was totally thrown off guard. And I remember just being totally shocked. I was not prepared for him to A, even know, B, say something so kind like that to me and so encouraging. Um, so uh, especially when my self-esteem was so, so low, it really meant a lot to me that he not only was like supporting, being supportive, encouraging me, but that he didn't judge me. So um, that was really just a significant turning point for me because then I felt like I could just be his friend. Like he knew where I was at in my life and just, you know, I didn't feel like I had to put this false front up. And so if he, I, and I was surprised because I figured, okay, at this point, like we'll probably just be friends. Like that, that sounds good, but he didn't stop calling and we just kept staying in touch. And as, as the, the year went on towards, um, I had my baby, he would, he'd sent me a little, uh, gift in the mail. I remember when my baby was born being like really surprised. He sent me like this cross in the mail and, um, for the, for, for my son and, uh, you know, a little baby blanket and a book, just like something, just a thoughtful package that came out of blue. I was not expecting it. Um, but yeah, so just really did some nice, very thoughtful, kind things. And we just maintained this long distance friendship 
that eventually just grew into more because we had so many long conversations um, that, um, yeah, I, I just, it became very clear that I could see myself spending the rest of my life with him because it, it just was unlike anything I had, had experienced before. I, I couldn't imagine not talking to him throughout the rest of my life. It was just, that was just the way it was. So we started visiting each other and then eventually we got married about a year after college. And um, yeah, he adopted my son too. So now he is um, like the father of my, my son too. So yeah. Gosh, that's such a beautiful story. Like every single aspect of it. And I know that it's pretty personal too. So I really appreciate you sharing all those details. I just think that it would help so many women who are in a similar circumstance, because as you were saying, you know, that, that you didn't tell that many people about the situation that you were in. And, and, you know, I'm sure a lot of women in their, in a similar circumstance would think that they wouldn't have like any future in terms of education, college, or future relationships or anything. So I just, that's why I find your story just so inspirational. So, um, I just think it's funny too, that you asked, you were like, Oh, that your husband looks smart and that you met. Was it, did you say a chemistry <laughs> class? That Was that what it was? So it was technically a cell bio class, but it felt okay. like, you know, it could have been chemistry or any other class. It was just like <laughs> Close enough, class. right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I was going to say, it just seems like a movie or something like you couldn't have written a better story oh, for it. <laughs> I thought it was so interesting too, that you were saying that when you decided to date your husband, I, I want to get a little bit more into mm-hmm. maybe a little bit of advice that you might have for single moms who are trying to figure out how to date. So I know that there's so much different dating philosophy out there. And you were saying that when you're in college, you know, you're just kind of dating to have fun. And then with your husband at the same time, you were like, oh, well, why not? You know, like just go on a coffee date, just kind of like not putting that much thought into it or expectation, not thinking it would go anywhere. Um, so I'm just curious, like what your outlook then on dating would be. And I guess it could be for anyone, really, if we have any. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't I don't know if we have any like single women who are thinking of dating <laughs> or may- maybe, you know, maybe some divorced moms. I don't know. Or just or widows or whatnot, like anyone trying to look for dating while having kids, because I feel like a lot of women are just like, okay, he has to have this, this, and this, and this. And then when we start dating has to be super intentional and all this, but it's so interesting that like on the one hand, you weren't that intentional about, you know, your college boyfriend, but then with your husband too, you're just like, oh, let's see what happens. So Mm -hmm. what, what is, I guess, what would your advice be for dating? Um, well, I will say there was a few months that I really just had a lot of self doubt. And I was like, well, maybe I should just try to work things out and like, marry the my, my um, son's biological father and like try to because he had thought about that at one point, and we were kind of throwing that idea around as like, like a, some sort of patch, patch up like idea, I guess. And, uh, but at the same time, we both knew that we weren't right for each other. So it was just one of those tricky times. And so I, I am glad that I just didn't settle and say like, okay, well, this is this, it's so tempting to think that you're not going to be able maybe to find somebody else that will love you for who you are. And you're like, kind of overwhelmed at first. um, And you're thinking, well, maybe it's too overwhelming for somebody else to know that I have a child. 
but I would definitely say don't sell yourself short, you know, just because you're now a single mom, you're still you and you have to believe that you're really worthy of a good man because they they are out there. It's just that sometimes you really have to be patient and not um, just don't settle and just really um, be open to maybe meeting the one in an unexpected way. You know, I guess it helps to that nowadays dating has taken so many different forms and ours was very untraditional. You know, a lot of it being phone call and long distance, but you know, online match sites have become bigger. And so it's not as, as black and white as it used to be. Like you have to go and do these steps of like, well, we didn't, you, you know, go on X amount of dates before we got married or whatever, you know, you just know when it's the right person, like in your heart, you really do. Um, and I, I just, I wasn't setting any sort of time frame for when I hope to meet the right guy. And that helped take the pressure off, I think, for when it was the right person. It just saying, like fell into my lap. It just made sense. Um, it just sort of happened. Our friendship just slowly grew. So I, so I would say that I would have never guessed that to be even a possibility when I first found out that I was pregnant. And I'm glad I didn't just jump to the conclusion that I was never going to meet a good guy someday that was the right person for me. So yeah, just don't make that's it great advice. quickly. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's great advice. And when I'm listening to you too, it almost sounds like what you're saying too, is that it doesn't really matter how you're necessarily dating, but it's, or what kind of pressure or intent that you have, but it's uh, what commonalities that you have. Yeah. And then also, um, you know, what, what your gut is telling you. So I think that that's such great advice. How about supporting single moms better? Like when you found yourself a single mom, what kind of support did you receive that was great? And, you know, advice for people who have friends that are single moms, I guess, yeah. what? how can we support single moms better as a society and then also as a friend? Yeah, you know, so I really appreciated that there were some some of my church community that like threw me a baby shower. Um, and, um, some of my close friends from home, from home had done that too. And that really meant a lot cause they were like trying to make, lift my spirits, you know, from at a time that I wasn't feeling excited or happy. Um, and it really just meant a lot to have that outside support to say like, you can do this. Like, um, you know, especially when you're feeling overwhelmed, um, but yeah, so finding your support group is really important, um, I would say, and try and find those who would, those who will support you, whether it's family or friends, and just like turning to them frequently. Um, I, in terms of as a society, what we could, you know, there's so much really. I think that um, childcare, you know, I think that there needs to be more support for, for moms, um, single moms with childcare options for their baby. I think that was a really hard time for me post-college figuring out like, okay, who's going to watch my baby. And some of the, the, um, uh, the, the subsidies that you would receive are actually like they're negated once you go to college because you're getting college loans. So I think there's some things that could be done in that area of, uh, um, a little bit more, just like, especially with the child support, um, child care support, I think that could be helpful. Um, I really relied on family to, to watch my baby. And, um, and I think that, uh, a lot of women that I've met 
who have had similar situations have said the same thing that they kind of had to rely on family and friends. So it's really incredibly important to like offer to reach out and say, Hey, like I would love to help babysit every once in a while or whatever. And then, you know, that that's a big deal, but also just being there as a friend and say like, let's go get coffee and just treating you as a, like a normal person. Like you still want to do things just because you're a mom. It doesn't mean that you're like all of a sudden different, <laughs> you know, like you still want exactly. to do things. <laughs> so, no, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That makes so much sense. Well, great. I loved hearing your story and it's so inspirational. I hope it helps anyone listening, whether or not they find themselves in an unplanned pregnancy or, or they're a single mom or have a friend who's a single mom. You know, I just hope that this reaches someone out there in a positive way. So in closing, I would love to hear the what we always ask every single mom. And that's what is an example of a time when you realize it's okay to not be a perfect mom and okay to be a good one instead? Yeah, sure. So I, um, I feel like there's not a specific instance in my mind. But I, I realize as, uh, as I've, you know, been a mom longer and longer that I have to just let be okay with letting things go, like be not as clean as I would like in the house. You know, this morning I was thinking, oh my gosh, I just vacuumed all day yesterday. Like the whole house is clean and now there's popcorn all over the floor. It looks like I did nothing, you know? (laughs) And so just like being okay (laughs) that those little things are just not going to be as as perfect as I would like them to be because I want to make time for my kids and to play with them and just let those little things go. So, yeah. That's perfect. Thank you so much, Monica, for coming on today. And anyone listening, they should go check out Everyday Mamas. Is that the the handle on Instagram? Absolutely. Everyday underscore mamas. And you can find me and my personal account for more of my story at mon.averly. Perfect. Thank you so much, Monica, for joining us today. No problem. Thank you too, Emily.